You're listening to The Daily Dash with Morgan Van Dalwick. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode nine of The Daily Dash. So you might be thinking it's Tuesday. I'm surprised there's an episode. Yes. Something I have learned is that we can take great inspiration in others' success stories. The people who had similar or more challenging circumstances than we do and managed to build something incredible can be incredibly inspiring for us. So I want to do bonus episodes where I tell those stories so you can say, if they did it, so can I. And we so oftentimes see someone at the top who's quote unquote made it, and we don't ever explore what it took to get there. What obstacles were faced, what fears had to be set aside, how many no's somebody got before they got the yes. Every single person who has created success is just like us. They're just like me. They're just like you. We are all human beings trying to navigate the world. And if they can do it, so can you. So the first story that I want to tell you today is that of Howard Schultz, and he's the man behind Starbucks, the company that sells over 8 million beverages a day and has generated over $29 billion in revenue in 2021. Let me tell you his story because it is amazing. He has over 30,000 stores open, 400,000 employees. He's definitely made his mark on the world. Howard Schultz grew up in public housing in Brooklyn. His father was a World War II veteran who returned to the war with rage and emotion, a lot of big, heavy stuff. As Howard puts it, his father was a man who had a series of blue-collar jobs that lacked purpose, and his family was always financially underwater. When Howard was seven, his dad was a delivery driver for cloth diapers. He delivered and picked up cloth diapers, which, as you can imagine, is probably one of the worst jobs And on his route, he fell on a sheet of ice and he fractured his leg and his hip. And this led to the family falling deeper into despair and financial hardship. Howard explains that this was not only the fracture of bones, but it was a fracture of an American family. From that point, Jewish family services would drop off food to the apartment several times a week. And if you were to take a ride to the complex in which he resided in the 1960s via the L train, you would see a literal sign that said, this is the last stop. Howard's mother would always tell him growing up, this isn't going to be your last stop. Fast forward to 1983, Howard is now working for Starbucks as an employee as head of marketing. Now, Starbucks at this time was just a retail chain that sold coffee beans. It had four retail stores, and it was coffee beans that you would go in, purchase, and then take home to brew. And Howard was sent to Italy for a trade show where he discovered and became enamored with the romance of espresso as a result of seeing all these Italian coffee bars. So he was meant to be in a convention that day. Something was pulling him to go explore the streets of Italy, something he hadn't been able to do yet. So he left the trade show. He walked down the street and he began to notice how people would go to these coffee bars, these espresso bars, sit down, drink their espresso, and even after they finished, they would stay at the establishment. And he noticed, yes, the elegance and the style of these beautiful bistros, but was struck by a sense of community in these establishments. Howard returned to the United States and shared his enthusiasm with the company, with Starbucks. And he mentioned to them the idea of taking it into a different direction, into making these more community stores. And 
he had this idea to create an experience for people, and they shot him down. They said, that's not really what Starbucks is about. Now, fast forward, this led to Howard leaving Starbucks and forming his own coffee bar. He opened three stores, and in 87, 1987, Starbucks landed into some financial hardship because at this time, maybe you don't know, but Starbucks and Pete's Coffee had merged. And the owner of Starbucks and Pete's Coffee said, I want to actually take Pete's Coffee, move down to California, so I want to sell off Starbucks. And they came to Howard with the opportunity to purchase the company for $3.8 million. So Howard at this time, of course, did not have the money. So he ventured out to find investors. Out of the 242 investors that Schultz approached, 217 rejected his idea. So if you ever find yourself in a world of no, remember that there are yeses on the other side of it. So he had 90 days to raise the funds. That was the agreement. And he had half of the funds within 60 days, but he had no idea how he was going to raise the other half. And he gets a call from Jerry, the guy that owns Starbucks, and he said, hey, I just need to tell you something. I know that you have 30 days left to raise this money, but we have a competitive buyer. Somebody wants to buy this for $4 million cash. Now, remember, they had offered Starbucks to Howard for $3.8 million. So Howard says, well, we had an exclusive deal. What do you, what do you mean? And Jerry from Starbucks told Howard that one of the investors that Howard had pitched to had gone behind Howard's back and offered to purchase Starbucks for more. So Starbucks tells Howard, we're still going to honor the 90-day window for you to raise the funding, but I just want to let you know on the 90th day that we're going to be forced to sell to the other investor. So Howard hears this, and he, of course, feels betrayed by this alternative investor, who he very classily never names in any of the stories he tells. But he goes to play basketball with a friend, and he tells the friend the story. And he says, this is what's going on. This guy's trying to buy Starbucks out from under me. I only have 30 days to raise the other half of this, and I have no idea where I'm going to find over a million dollars. So the friend happens to be an attorney, and he says, you know what, Howard? Show up tomorrow to the firm, and I'm going to take you into a meeting with the senior partner. So Howard shows up at 8 a.m., and his friend walks him into the office, and on the door it says, Bill Gates Sr., Now, this isn't the Bill Gates that we know, Microsoft Bill Gates. This is his father. And at the time, he was one of the most well-known and respected lawyers in all of Seattle. And Howard says to his friend, I had no idea that you were taking me to meet Bill Gates Sr. He goes into the office and he proceeds to tell Bill Gates Sr. chapter by chapter how he fell in love with these coffee bistros when he was in Italy, how he had this idea, how Starbucks rejected it but had come back to him, and how this investor had basically gone behind Howard's back and tried to take the company from him. And Bill Gates Sr. listens to everything he says. He's taking diligent notes, being very patient with this story. And he looks up at Howard from behind the desk and he said, Howard, I don't know you, so I'm going to ask you this question just once. Is everything you just told me true? And Howard responds and says, yes, this is all 100% truthful. And Bill Gates Sr. says, we're going to take a walk. And of course, Howard is like, where are we going? We're... Where are we walking to? So they actually walk across the street. They go up floor after floor after floor in the elevator. And they go to this investor's office that happens to be across the street from Bill Gates' firm. So Howard describes Bill Gates is like six foot seven. He's this powerful attorney in Seattle, and he's a force to be reckoned with. And Howard walks into the office of this titan. They describe this guy as a titan, as a business titan. He had a lot of influence in Seattle. And Bill Gates Sr. walks into the office, and he said, You should be ashamed of yourself for trying to take this kid's dream and trying to take this kid's business. You and I both know this isn't going to happen. So they leave, and Howard explains to Bill Gates, first of all, stunned that any of this is happening. I'm sure he didn't wake up at 7 that morning thinking any of this was about to happen. But they leave, 
And Howard explains to Bill Gates Sr. that he actually doesn't know where he's going to get the rest of the money to do this. And Bill Gates looks at him and says, well, how much do you need? And Howard tells him. And Bill Gates says, I will loan you the money. And I don't want any interest. I just want you to pay me back. So with that, Howard starts Starbucks, to which obviously he had many learning curves, a lot of failures, a lot of mishaps. But Howard's philosophy was always to build Starbucks one customer and one experience at a time. And that's exactly what he did. Since Howard's incredible success, he's been asked many times why he was able to build this business, especially in the 90s, one store at a time. Why did no big company step in and intervene? Why didn't any other company like Nestle, who was a huge influencer in the coffee market at the time, they could have stepped in. They could have seen this company growing, all of the momentum that Starbucks was gaining. And they could have essentially bought Starbucks out and suffocated them out of existence, right? So when Howard gets asked that, he often answers with, he doesn't believe that these companies thought that this would work. He said the large companies never believed that you could build a national company around selling coffee out of a paper cup. And what I believe we can take away from Howard's story is this. You can come from anywhere and do big things. See and commit to your vision, even when no one else believes it's possible. Howard's story is truly inspiring. He is someone who saw something when no one else did. He had the tenacity to pursue it and the vision for something bigger than himself, even when everyone said that's not possible. So take inspiration in this today as you think about your dreams, the things people said wouldn't work or it's too lofty. Can you imagine if Howard Schultz would have listened to anyone the first time he pitched the idea of Starbucks? All of the people who told him that's never going to work. Can you imagine if he would have rolled over during the investor dilemma and just let the other guy have it? Who are you robbing by not pursuing your dreams? What are you robbing from the world by not being your true authentic self? Pursue what lights you up. If he can do it, so can you. Something I want to add to the end of this story that I think is so beautiful is later on, fast forward, Howard Schultz is sitting next to Bill Gates Jr. at a event, at a fundraiser of sorts. And of course, they're both billionaires and they're sitting at a table and one of them goes up makes a speech, comes and sits back down. And Howard turns to Bill Gates Jr. and says, isn't it wild to think neither of us would be here right now if it weren't for your dad? And Bill Gates Jr. looks over at Howard and he says, how do you mean? I don't understand. And Howard looks at Bill and says, you're meaning to tell me in the last 25 years since I've started this company that not once has your dad ever mentioned that he was the reason that all of this happened? that he was the person who got the last investment to get it going, that he was the person that walked into the office of the competing investor and shot him down. Bill Gates Jr. looks at him and says, I've never heard that. He never told me. And another lesson in this story is what Howard Schultz calls humility. The humility that Bill Gates Sr. had in his investment in the company. Never one time did he drive by a Starbucks and say, that's because of me. Never once. And Howard Schultz took that as a lesson, too, and said, that is the kind of humility in my life that I want to create, that I want to leave, that I want to be known for. So you will never know how you can change other people's lives just by being you, 
just by pursuing the things that light you up. So as always, find gratitude in where you are and inspiration in where you want to be. And if you've been enjoying The Daily Dash, please take a minute after the show to write a review and leave a five-star rating. Share this episode with someone who you think might benefit from it. It means so much to me that you guys listen to this. I can't even express my full gratitude with words. So who knows who you will inspire with your story? See you guys tomorrow.